All right, welcome to 99.1 Shaft Radio, KLCT, LP, Lubbock, Texas. You're listening to Raymond Richardson. And Lisa Fraze. Now we are in the third official episode of Shappin'. If you're listening live on 99.1 Shaft Radio, thank you so much. If you pick it up on the LCU podcast, thanks for listening there as well. And if you're new to the Shappin' Show, let's remind everybody what Shappin' stands for. Yeah, Shappin' is a word that we use at LCU. It's it's kind of hanging out. It's it's life in Starbucks. It's staying up way too late to study for a school of business exam or a Bible exam. But it's also, you know, I have a daughter here that's a freshman now, so she spent all night just this past week. She spent the whole night up going through the rush process, and now she's in CDs. That's shopping. You know, when you're just hanging out with your friends, you're living the college life, you're rooting for the shaps and the lady shaps and the different sporting events. So that's what shopping is. So let's take a look and see what's shopping on campus right now. <laughs> So one thing that's coming up pretty quick is the Big Blue Christmas. This year, it's Elf Extravaganza. On Tuesday, November 28th, it'll start around 5.30 and it'll go to about 7. And there are so many things that are going on on campus. They kind of transform the whole campus into a winter wonderland. So there'll be things like Christmas carolings going on with s'mores. There'll be pictures with Santa. The Gimbel's department store, which has all the crafts for the family. Uh, Santa's workshop. Buddy the Elf will be bustling around and then we'll have some vendors some what's cheer bustling bustling that means kind of well since i know elf he kind of like skips around <laughs> gets in your <laughs> face and takes your candy and all those kind of fun things there'll also be a holiday uh, holiday cheer vendors that'll be on campus as well and then we'll end the night with um, a program of a drawing and uh, shap lighting of the the, the buildings around campus and everything. Do so. we do we know right now who Buddy the Elf is? It's a big secret. It is a yeah, secret. Yeah, it is. It D- is. Does he teach here? Uh, he does. He teaches in the Bible department. Oh. So he knows what he's doing. You might want to come and check out who <laughs> Buddy the Elf is. Hey, also on November the 30th, Thursday, November 30th, we have a special guest coming to campus a very special guest. His name is Fred Gray. We're going to hear a little bit about this later on. Uh, 92 years old, sharp as can be. Uh, our friend Mark Lanier is bringing him in uh, to Lubbock, and th- this is going to be a big event for the community of Lubbock. We have some some really great sponsors for the event, but it's a luncheon. 200 tickets have been sold, uh, so that there's only about 30 available. So if this is something you want to be at, uh, I would go onto LC's website, buy those tickets now. Fred Gray is civil rights attorney. He has uh, represented Rosa Parks, but influential in America in what he's done in a lifetime. So that's going to be a really good event. On this Saturday, we are dedicating and blessing Gullo Hall. And uh, that building is just amazing. Our students will be moving into the new dorms in January. The Gullos are actually coming in for this event. And uh, Tony and Dolly Gello have been just uh, just the best of friends to Lubbock Christian University. When you look at buildings and things that have happened on this campus over the last decade, you can see their fingerprints all over this, this campus. But we're excited to break in that building, to bless and dedicate that building, 
in the company of Tony and Dolly Gallo. One of the cool things that's happening on Saturday night is they're actually spending the first night in the dorms and there's going to be kids and grandkids and I think even great grandkids that will spend the first official night in Gallo Hall. So really we're looking to celebrate the Gallos and celebrate the opening of these new dorms. So another thing that's happening pretty soon after that is on December 4th, that's a Monday night, we're going to have the Flying J Wranglers Christmas Concert on campus. That's going to happen in the McDonald Moody Auditorium. It'll start at 7 o'clock. And if y'all know, this is all led by James Hobbs, and he's an alum of LCU, so we are really excited to have them on campus. They'll be doing a classic Western music and Christmas concert for this one-night-only event. So you want to get on the website and buy your tickets for that. I checked this morning. We've already sold 300 tickets. Oh, yeah. So there's still tickets available, but this is a ticket that you'll want. Yeah. So it's, what's the date again? It's December 4th. That's a Monday night. And at it starts at 7 o'clock in the McDonald Moody Auditorium. That will be a lot of fun. One of the things that James talked about when we went to Riodosa was he wanted the opportunity to, to perform on the McDonald Moody Auditorium on the stage. Yeah. And so... It's really, it's kind of like to give him this opportunity, yes. but he's also giving so much to the audience, and yes. it, it'll be a great event. He's a lot of fun. He's a guy who just can really entertain you um, from the microphone at any moment. He has a lot of great uh, people that play with him, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's uh, going to end, I think it's going to start with the Western part of just their music, and then it'll end with a Christmas concert with an intermission in between. But it's going to be a lot of fun. And they're bringing really. the whole band, and it's, yeah. the, it's the real deal yeah that way yeah i remember him saying it's always been a lifelong dream of his to play his music in the mcdonald moody auditorium yeah because so. when he was a student here yeah. for master follies he performed on stage and he mm -hmm. hasn't done that since he left yeah. here and he's had a really successful career all yes. this time so yeah. 40 years later to come back with yes. his band and perform it'll be a thrill it yeah well it'll be fun and another thing that's coming up is right around the corner is homecoming in february 15th through the 18th. 15th, because it starts with the coronation of our homecoming queen and king at LCU, and then it'll continue on through the rest of the weekend. Lots of activities. We have the 50th year reunion for the class of 74, and we have a coming home reception on Friday night. That'll be outside of the Gullo Hall, and that'll be an exciting time for everybody to kind of see that residence hall. And then we'll have lots of just reunions throughout the weekend, and of course, Master Follies, the, the, the tailgating that happens at the Rip, the games that happen. There's just so many. It's just packed full of things that you'll want to be involved in. There's a lot of things that we're still working on for homecoming, but Let's let's dedicate January's Shappin' Show to homecoming yeah. and talk about all the things because yeah. we can't tell everything because we're still working on some of the plans. But mm -hmm. like that Friday night, that could be a really, really cool event. Yes. Yes. So, I think we'll it'll just, be a fun time. We'll have some music, some live music there and just outside. But they'll also be able to go inside if it gets chilly because I know how that goes in February. You never know. So, so that's a tease. Yeah. Join us in January and we'll talk about all things homecoming. Yes. So there's a lot of things going on on campus, uh, a lot of sporting events coming up with the basketball season starting. And so let's tell everybody about uh, the games that are coming up and what uh, dates we need to put on our calendars. Yeah, so well, let's talk about volleyball first because they had a really, really good season. They finished 9-7 and seven, nine and seven in conference play. 
and didn't go to the Lone Star Conference tournament. Yeah. I think it's the first time that someone has had a winning season and didn't get to go in advance to the conference tournament. So but proud of job. them. Yeah, yeah proud job. of them, but sad for them in the same yes. breath. Yeah. yeah, bittersweet. Basketball's already kicked off, uh, men's and women's basketball. There's some games that are coming up this week. But if we look back last week, what all happened last week in basketball, the men's basketball defeated the number six team in the nation, Lincoln Memorial. They lost just by two points to the number 18 team. So the men's basketball really looking good. And it's fun to see Ethan Duncan out there. For the women's, uh, the Lady Shaps, Macy Maddox was the Lone Star Conference Player of the Week, Defensive Player of the Week last week. I saw something about Coach Gomez was a finalist for some big award, which doesn't surprise anybody no. in this room. But uh, another really fun season for men's and women's basketball. Coming up, uh, they've got a game on Friday here at home at 6 p.m. at the RIP. And then the men and the women play on Saturday. The men play at 2 at the RIP and the women play at 7.30. So some good games, some good teams coming in. And then I've got to say eSports, they yeah. have a big competition on Thursday. Yes. So uh, a lot of sporting activities mm -hmm. going on around campus. Tell us a little about the campus construction going on too. Well, the good thing is, is we're about wrapped up with Gullo Hall. Uh, that's why we are dedicating that and students will start moving in. Probably the next thing that we'll be working on is uh, the Rip Griffin expansion. Uh, we, we have finished the fundraising campaign for that. It's about a $9 million project for that and renovations to Hayes Field. So athletics, our, our men's and women's basketball team, our volleyball team, they'll have a new practice gym, they'll have a new training room in a new weight room. So I know they are excited about that. And then Hayesfield uh, just need to, needs to be upgraded. It used to be like the coolest baseball field back in the 80s, 90s in West Texas. It, it doesn't look that good now. And so it needs some <laughs> renovation and some upgrades. So both of those places will be seeing probably the next part of construction on campus. There's so much going on with events, with construction, just with the whole uh, student body is just, they're doing a lot of things right now. And so we're excited to tell you about those things. But right now, we need to take a little break. But when we return, we'll have some amazing guests with us today that you won't want to miss. So uh, you're listening to uh, 99.1 Shap Radio. All right. Welcome back to 99.1 Shap Radio. And this is the Shappin' Show. We've got three great guests in the studio today. So we're going to start first with Dr. Jeff Carey. He is the Dean of the Smith College of Biblical Studies. And we're just going to visit a little bit, uh, Dr. Carey or Jeff. What, what, should I, what should I call you today? Dr. Carey, sir. It's Dr. Carey, sir. Okay. Jeff, Jeff will be just fine. <laughs> Jeff, um, not only do you teach here, you're a dean here. You're also a student, so you're an alum. Let's just go back. Let's start at the beginning. Not, not the day you were born, but let's start at the <laughs> beginning of when you stepped foot on, on this campus. Where, where were you from? How did you find out about Lubbock Christian? And then let's talk about those four or five or six years of your life here on campus. All right. Yeah, I was raised in Arlington, Texas. First of all, thank you for having me. This mm -hmm. is a great uh, thing to be able to have a conversation with you guys today. And I appreciate the work you're doing with Chapin Radio. Yeah, I was raised in Arlington, and the way that I knew about LCU is that my parents were alums, and my older sister had come just uh, two years ahead of me, and so honestly, I really didn't ever consider going anywhere else. I just was coming here, probably too thoughtless, uh, but I came here 
1991 and graduated in 95. Did you did you come here to major in something or did you come here to just experience LCU because that's where you had to go? I didn't have to come here. Um, I wanted to come here. I, my parents had spoken so highly of it. My sister was enjoying it. I came here as a Bible major. Again, fairly thoughtless. I had been uh, telling myself since I was about six years old that I was going to be a preacher like my dad and uh, probably should have reflected on that a little bit more. But uh, I think God used my ignorance in the end uh, for good. I think it's for good. Maybe nobody else around me does. <laughs> and so you met your sweetheart here. I did. She. Tell I was a sophomore her. when Amy came, and she came in 1992. And it was pretty quick that I found her, and we started dating her freshman year. We ended up getting married after her junior year, uh, before my senior year. Did she like you, or did you just like her? It took, maybe it took me a little while. She was, in fact, we were having this discussion the other day. She was dating one or two other people while she started dating me. One or two. Sort of, and I was like, hey, you got to fish or cut bait here. I need you to make a decision, but I wasn't. I mean, there was no way I was going to get anybody that good uh, otherwise, so I kind of had to endure that for a little bit. Let's talk about what life was like on, on at the campus, right? It, it, it's different than it is today. So when you look back at your time as a student, well, talk about some of your friends. What would you all do for fun? Where, were you, where would you hang out? What, what were some of the activities that happened? Yeah, so I came to LCU not having had experience with having lots of friends. I went to a small private school in Grand Prairie, so I had to drive 30 minutes to go to school. And we just didn't hang out much outside of school and did not have a youth group, went to a small church. So most nights I was just hanging out at the house with my parents. And when I got here, it was for, it, this isn't everybody's experience. And in fact, I think it's a little harder these days, but... It was immediate for me that I connected with people on my hallway. In fact, uh, Brad Crow and Brad Rogers lived right across the hall from me our freshman year. They are two of my best friends um, to this day. And the, the quickness with which I was able to make friends astounded me, really. And, the, and we were all looking to make friends. But one of the differences, perhaps, was at least as I hear it uh, to, to expressed by students today, dorm life was lived in the hallways. We didn't have internet. Um, if you had a phone, it was tethered to your wall. And um, uh, there was like two people on my hall who had a computer. And so we would take turns writing papers on those computers with the old dot matrix printer and so forth. What had just come out though was Sega Genesis. <laughs> and it was the first year of John Madden football. And that was really my freshman year. We would stay up until four or five in the morning most days playing John Madden football. Because I hadn't had friendships, I just, I didn't want to waste one moment. And I remember we would make big tournaments for John Madden football and hang these posters on the wall about who had to play who next. And then when it came to the Super Bowl, there were two guys sitting in front of that TV. There were about 20 other guys packed in the room. There were people standing in the hallway on chairs watching the Super Bowl. We recorded it on old VHS. Um, I was doing that, by the way. I had 7.30 Greek Monday through Friday every day. And so I was out of balance, as they say, as a freshman. Yeah, what was your ratio of uh, study time to Madden? Uh, well, um, 
I played Madden a lot more often. I was, at that time, I had an ability with short-term memory, and so I did a lot of cramming. But I made good grades. Um, that was kind of probably too much, so it was part of my identity. And so I was literally trying to do everything, and I was exhausted. But I got my work done. Okay, yeah. so I was just sitting there thinking, you have so many fun memories with all of your friends. And that was my first question was, did you actually go to class? <laughs> I was very good at going to class. Okay. Except um, I did start flagging in Greek 730, Monday through Friday. I remember Dr. Kraut saying to me, he was such a mild-mannered man. Yes. He was the Greek teacher, and he would say, Jeff, you have missed this many classes. And I would say, it's just so early. And he said, I understand. My wife has to kick me out of bed every morning. And I said, I don't have a wife. And he said, <laughs> and he just shrugged and said, okay. <laughs> well, along those lines, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask too was, which professors really had an impact and an influence in your life during those college years? Yeah, um, Dr. Stevenson made a huge impression on me because he called us to an academic bar that was really high. Mm -hmm. And he made us believe that what we were doing was important, that um, biblical studies as an academic discipline was very different from what I thought coming in. You know, I'd gone to camp and kind of had a devotional reading of scripture. But the whole world of biblical scholarship just kind of cracked open for me. Dr. Long came in my last two years, and his narrative reading of Scripture and his teaching of homiletics was pretty impactful for me. What was who? Who would have been one of the hard teachers? Oh, Dr. Stevenson. Yeah, yeah. Th he did this kind of thing. If you if you came in the office and asked for a stapler to borrow the stapler, he would say. We're not your mama. It's your job to go find staples. He was just so hard, you know, and he was trying to grow us up and be responsible. He would say, if your paper's not on my desk at the beginning of class, it's a zero. And I walked in one time with a paper that was about uh, 10 minutes late because I couldn't get the printer to work. The whole class had started. I walked in, I set it down, and he called me to the front and he said, Mr. Carey, do you understand? There's like 40 people in this class. He says, you understand the rules? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, why don't you tell them to us? And I told the rules. And he looked down at the paper and he said, this is grace. <laughs> so he really tried to scare us. But my goodness, it, it was something I needed at the when, time. Was that, was that hard, though? I mean, as a student, and there's two students in studio with us right now. So was that hard as a student or when you reflect back on was that just he loved you well I mean how how looking back now what would you say about that we didn't perceive it as love um, at that time the Bible department was such that we revered these people but we weren't close to them I don't remember going into their offices and having personal conversations a lot of mentoring happens today that really didn't happen then but really what I needed then was that kind of thing I believe all right. Well, let's talk about post-student. You graduated from here. Mm -hmm. Then what happened? I took my first ministry job in Hale Center, Texas. Amy and I moved there. We're there a year, and then I decided to pursue graduate school full-time. Moved to ACU, completed an MS in 97, an MS in Biblical Studies and Ministry. Um, I decided I was going to leave theology and ministry. I, I kind of came to a vocational crisis I, it was then that I decided, I never chose this. This kind of happened to me, and I was kind of resenting it. 
And I had no reason to resent it, but I did. So I decided, uh, I worked in admissions for a couple of years, and then I just decided randomly that I was going to prepare to go to vet school, which turned out to be a really bad idea because I'm terrified <laughs> of most animals. I was just throwing a dart. And then um, at, while I was here working in admissions, the chair at the time asked me if I would teach an adjunct Bible class, and I just kind of fell backwards back into all of this. Decided to, they supported me through a Master of Divinity, which I finished through Harding School of Theology in Memphis from a distance. And then in 2003, they let me go for three years to go work on my PhD at Baylor. I got a PhD in historical theology and returned in 2006 to resume my teaching post. Well, you, you skipped over one quick thing, and I know Lisa's going to ask you more about what you're doing now at LCU, but you jumped over, you married Amy. Yes. Okay. Amy has a lot of history with Lubbock Christian, too. Can she you unpack does. that for just a second? Yes. Her grandfather, Norval Young, was a preacher at a, a prominent Church of Christ preacher in Churches of Christ at, at Broadway, and he was instrumental in getting Lubbock Christian off the ground. In fact, it was Amy's uncle that he brought to campus to be the first president, F.W. Maddox. And um, so F.W. Maddox then came as, as the first president and and then Amy's dad served as president for nine years, I believe, in the 80s. He was still president when I came as a freshman. And then during Amy's freshman year, he announced he was going to Pepperdine to be the provost. And Amy probably would have gone with them had she not been dating me. So she stayed for me. We'll ask her later I think if that that's was, true. Yeah. I think that was an excellent choice on her part. <laughs> So you've married Amy, and you've had three children. Yes. Tell us where they go to college. They all three are here <laughs> at one time. This is one yes. of the most special things that I've ever gotten to experience. Olivia just got here as a freshman. Tyler is a sophomore, and Anna's a senior. It is her birthday today, so shout Yay, out to Anna, birthday. 22. She's recently been accepted into the uh, Health Sciences Occupational Therapy Program. She'll start that in June, I think. So you teach here full time, but mm -hmm. you also do ministry on the side. I do. Yeah. I 13 years ago, almost 13 years ago, someone from the Idaloo Church of Christ called me and asked if I would preach for them for about four weeks while they looked for a preacher. <laughs> and 13 years later, I'm still doing it. And I serve as one of the elders. I've done that for the last six years. It has just been a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful church. And I can't imagine teaching here without also having that pastoral work, they they speak to each other so beautifully, these two parts of my life. That's, that's one thing that I really appreciate about the professors here at LCU is that a lot of them do things on the side that help them. Mm -hmm. It kind of feeds into what they're teaching. Mm -hmm. So that's very practical. Yeah. Do you see a lot of that in the Bible department? Oh, right? yeah. yeah. Almost everybody's involved in formal ways and informal ways, teaching Bible classes, that sort of thing. They're involved in the trenches, in the mm -hmm. work of ministry, yes. and that is huge. So that while there is a significant academic component to theological and biblical studies, we are forming people for ministry. Mm -hmm. And it is crucial in our classes that our professors are engaged deeply in the life of the church. So let's talk a little bit about the Alfred and Patricia Smith College of Bible or College of Biblical Studies? Is that the That's right way it. to say it? Okay. Al and Pat Smith, uh, what an influence they have made within your college. Can you talk about them for a second? I don't know if they do podcasts, but maybe they'll listen to this podcast. Yeah, but, I sure hope they will. Yeah. So what would you say about Al and Pat? Al and Pat are two of the most 
unbelievable people I've really ever known in my life. And the friendship with Alan Pat began with Drs. Jesse and Joanne Long, who have taught here for a long time. They met on one of the tours that Jesse and Joanne lead to Israel. And the beauty of that friendship, aside from the monetary things that, that, that Alan Pat have done for us, the beauty of the friendship of the four of them has just been something spectacular and meaningful to behold. And so uh, it was Jesse and Joanne who really drew Alan Pat close to us, and they uh, gave significantly to endow the College of Biblical Studies. That allows us to do so many things. Our professors are able to do um, faculty development things that are remarkable. Um, we get to we are able to do so much for our students and our alumni because of Alan Pat's generosity. And then when I became the dean about five years ago, um, it's been one of the joys of my life to keep nurturing that relationship with Alan Pat. And they've been such huge supporters and encouragers of our college. It is not often that you get people donating at that level who they are the givers who just open-handedly give with no strings attached. They support and they encourage, and it's a delight to report to them what's going on in the college. They feel a part of it. I, I sure hope they do. I think they do. So. Yeah, I would say sacrificially and humble oh, givers. Absolutely. absolutely. When when they're around, um, they're looking for ways to serve you. Yes. And, and, you know, oftentimes in my job, or Lisa in your job, or even Jeff, we're we're trying to serve them, and that's not how it works with them. They want they want to serve. I recall going and, and they invited our family to stay at their cabin with them for a little bit in Angel Fire one year, and they were dialed into that. They were playing games with our kids, and you could tell that for them, this is about relationship and friendship. And everybody in our area perceives that and knows it. Our students know who they are. We we give God thanks for them quite often. That's really college. cool. Uh, I, I would. Yeah, I would really like to say that is, to me, a really special part of who they are, is it's not just about their giving. It's not just about the Bible department. It's about the students for mm -hmm. them, and they get to know those students mm -hmm. and, and, and interact with them on a regular basis. So, I'll, just campus. last week, I got to take Scotty Weaver, one of our alums who's doing great work in Plains, Texas. He came to town, and I took him to lunch and got to encourage him and speaking to his ministry with him a little bit. And I took a picture of us, a selfie, and I sent it to Alan Patton. I said, this is what you've allowed us to do, just this kind of encouragement with our alums and ministers. Yeah. So, All right, this is the last question and we'll wrap up, but tell us about what, what are some of the highlights going on in the School of Business, in the College <laughs> of Bible. Yeah, <laughs> I was looking over here at Tracy Mack, so. Well, we are super um, happy that we had the largest incoming group of freshmen that we've had in a number of years. God is really blessing us. I think there is a lot of energy in the College of Biblical Studies. We're continuing with the trainings we call On The Go, where uh, David Fraze and Shannon Rains and I will go to three or four places a year and go to meet churches where they are. So different cities like Dallas or Houston or whatever. And we'll do like a little three hour mini conference. We'll feed them lunch and just try to provide encouragement. We're finding that, that has, that's creating a lot of connectivity with churches. Just a week ago, we had our intern job fair. And for the second year in a row, we had to cut that off because there were too many churches and organizations here. To f they filled up the baker. And yeah, I was going to say, I walked in that day, and it was not only the baker. It had spilled into the Bozeman. It had and spilled out. Yeah, yes. and I, I wish we had 
uh, even more students. We've got so many churches looking for ministers and interns, and they they keep saying this is the best intern fair that that we go to, and that's. That is in large measure to uh, Shannon Raines and David Fraze. They're doing a great job leading that, so that's really exciting. That's just to name a couple of things. Well, thank you for everything oh, that you... Oh, let me ahead. mention yeah. one more thing. We are, we are having an alumni... We usually do an alumni lunch at Homecoming. We're doing it a little different this year. We're going to be less formal. It's going to be stand around and chat, but I just secured Chase Smith, who's one of our alums. He works at the Open Door Homeless Ministry here in town. He is going to be cooking brisket. Apparently, he's legendary for his brisket. And so I want to invite any alums who are listening to come hang out with us that day. Do you have to be from the Bible department to come to lunch or can anybody come to lunch? Because I, I want to taste the brisket. Says, well, it says <laughs> Bible alum and friends. I think okay. right okay. with yes. Lisa. Yes. Um, we get to judge who our friends are, and so <laughs> well, if you get an invitation you, from somebody, you, you can fill come. out a form to <laughs> Wait, see if you count as a friend. If someone's claiming to have a legendary brisket, we need to know about this. Well, you know, he's claiming this for himself, but <laughs> he does believe that he makes the best brisket around. So. All right, hey Jeff, thanks so much for being on the radio today. We're going to take a quick break and come back with the dean of the LCU School of Business. Welcome back to The Chapin Show here on 99.1 Chapin Radio. This is Raymond Richardson and Lisa Fraze, and we are uh, talking to a very special guest right now. It's Dr. Um, Dean Tracy Mack from the School of Business. Hey, Tracy. How hey. are you? Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I want to call you a doctor. I think you're very smart. You <laughs> look smart. <laughs> Nobody says that. <laughs> When you're on the radio, you look smart. I've got a face made for radio, no question. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us today. Hey, let's talk a little bit. Let's just start with you've been a professor at LCU for a long time. You've, you've 25. Let's go ahead and I'll let you do that intro there. Tell us how long you've been at LCU and uh, your role. Yeah, so I have been here now for more than 25 years. I started in 1990. Four, I think, was my first year uh, as an adjunct professor, and so I taught part-time for a couple of years, a few classes, and then had the opportunity, uh, Dr. Chris Dobbs gave me the opportunity to start teaching full-time. It's not anything I ever even thought about, and but after I had taught a few classes, it seemed like a great opportunity. So I was here until 2020 teaching in the uh, School of Business, took a brief uh, hiatus, and then came back in March of 2023. So 25 years. Tell us a little about what's been your favorite experience in teaching. Oh, there, there are so many. You know, it's hard to pick one, but the best thing about teaching is always, and every every professor will say this, so it's cliche, but really the relationships with students and watching students uh, actually learn and grow and develop. Uh, and then for me, it's always great to see them graduate and go on to have a, a, a and I don't mean a successful life and career, but a meaningful work where they find their place uh, in the kingdom, whether, again, no matter what it's doing. And it's always good to see you know, 18-year-old freshmen who think they know everything realize at some point they don't know anything and then transition to the point where they actually do know some things and they can go out and work for, again, whoever and, and have a great life. 
And that's always fun just to watch the transition. You said this, but I don't know that it's true. You said that every professor would say, what brings them joy is the students. Now, that may be true at Lubbock Christian, but I don't know that that's true in every college in America, that the joy comes from being with those students and teaching those students. But when... Every bank says they offer the best customer service, right? Every, every university says it's all about the student. But really, how, how do you see that? How is that manifested at Lubbock Christian? Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Every university does say it's about the students, and most of them it's not really about the students. But I can say at LCU, it, it really is about the students. And I think our faculty are here because of the relationships they build with students. And it is, and as Dr. Kerry mentioned, now it is much more about mentoring and students coming into your office and having face-to-face uh, contact and conversations with between faculty and students. And that's what makes LCU really special. And I think in our faculty, especially in the School of Business, we have a faculty now that is everyone is really dialed into that aspect of the job. It's not just about teaching content in classes. It's about building relationships while teaching content, while taking them from ground zero to a little higher level when they get out. And and it does sound cliche. Every university says that. But at LCU, it's true. What I I love about you having to say this right now is you have a School of Business student sitting right next to you in studio, and she's going to validate that, you know, or or she might not, but but you know her name. She knows your name. She knows her professors. When she misses a class on accident for some reason, there's usually a text or a phone call. Hey, are you okay? What's going on? So it's real. It it is real. I mean, you know, for me, I always give all of my students have my cell number and I'll tell them even as freshmen and I've got 75 freshmen that I teach and they all have my cell number and I tell them all the time, text me if you have a question, if you have a problem, if you need anything, if I can help you solve a problem on the LCU campus or off campus text me and I will I will do whatever I can for you. Tracy, you stated earlier that this isn't what you thought you would be doing. Tell us what you thought you would be doing and what brought you to be a teacher. Oh, that's a long answer, really. <laughs> I, when I first got out of graduate school, I moved to Houston. I was working for an oil company and I really thought for a for a brief period there I thought this is going to be my career. And with the oil company I was with, it would have, it would have meant moving to Delaware. Uh, and we were in Houston. We would have gone to Delaware. And then my dream at, at, for a moment was to move international. I was doing some work with our international subsidiaries, and I thought, this is really what I want to do. My wife, Nancy, uh, has a lot of international travel experience, lived internationally. And so together, we were thinking, hey, that would be what we want to do. But it became pretty clear pretty quickly that once we got married, that's not really what either one of us saw in our future. We wanted something a little bit different, and so we made changes uh, that brought us back to Lubbock. I really want to know some of the things that you have taught over the years at Lubbock Christian. And also, your dad, I think he was a teacher here at Lubbock Christian, maybe even in the School of Business. He, my dad was a retired farmer. So he, his, most of his life was a farmer. He retired uh, and quit farming, I should say, found a time when he could walk away from it, um, and then went back to school when he was about 60 to get a master's degree in ag economics. So I can remember 
I think I was in grad school at the same time he was, Wow! oddly enough. And I can remember going into his office at Texas Tech, and he is a 60-plus-year-old, uh, very seasoned farmer sitting with ag economics majors who were in college. And for them, he, you know, he was a great resource. He got that degree, and he did start teaching for Rod Blackwood in the uh, ag department, mostly ag economics and production economics. But then he also taught uh, for Dr. Dobbs. I think he taught investments, a couple of other classes for her. And at LCU, you know, there's always a lot of interdepartmental moves. And, and so he was able to do things for both departments. So what all have you taught and what do you enjoy teaching and what's a hard subject for you to teach? Oh, I, I teach finance. And so my field is finance. Hang I've, on. I have a question about that. Is it finance or finance? It's finance. What, just because you say so or that's how you say it? Yes, because I say so. Okay, all right, very good. <laughs> so it, it is finance, and I, that's what I enjoy teaching. So I've taught probably every finance course that we have along the way. The, oddly enough, one of the first classes I taught here was business communication, which was a bad combination. <laughs> I taught it for three or four years and finally told Dr. Uh, Dobbs, I, I cannot do this. I'm not qualified to do this. I can, as you can tell, I can barely speak in full sentences. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but my favorite class to teach now, and it's the class that I, there's two, but the one I teach now that I really enjoy is international trade and finance. And it's, for me, it is, for most of our students who come from this area, anything international is really broadening their horizons. And through that class, I'm able to do some other things outside of finance that actually speak to the Christian mission of, of LCU and, and open their eyes to the broader world, particularly poverty issues throughout the world. And so I make a real effort in that class to connect those two things and really, again, open their eyes to what's going on all across the world. So over the 25 years that you've had, you have had thousands of students, I'm assuming. So tell us maybe, is there one that, or a couple of student stories that maybe stand out to you, maybe that have gone on to do something that you think, wow, that was a great thing. Wow, there's, yeah, there's so many. I hate to, I hate to pick out anyone in particular, because yeah. once, as soon as I do that, I'll leave yes. somebody out. Yes. I'll give you a couple of recent stories yeah. that are just fresh on my mind, and I'll tell you three real quick things. Uh, we had a student on campus last week, and she is a young alum, uh, she just told me that she just got hired by Southwest Airlines as a pilot. Wow. And so, she, again, she's, and when I can remember when she was here, she had said, I'm getting a business degree, but I want to be a pilot. And so she left here and it started down that path yeah. and starts on January the 8th as a pilot uh, for Southwest. And so for her, to me, that's a great story of someone mm -hmm. who said, this is what I want to be. And and there she is. She's, she's where she wants to be. A second story is a student that I don't know well. She is a current student. Um, it's a story that I was reminded of when I started back in March uh, when I came back. This student, I do remember the day that she visited campus for the first time. She came in with um, her daughter who was in a stroller and, and I didn't think anything about it. We have students with parents all the time. She came in. We ended up getting her enrolled in school, in classes, and, and, and she will graduate next week uh, with a couple of degrees. That's awesome. 
there's so much more to that story along the way. Um, she lived in her car. Mm. She had some lifetime difficulties. All kinds of things happened. The thing that she has told me is that is that professors at LCU ask her, "Can I help you? Is there what's going on?" I mean, you spoke to it a minute ago. It was, "How can we help you?" And she will tell you, "I'm here because of certain people. I'm not one of those people. It, it's other faculty who took care of her." And and changed the trajectory of her life. Mm-hmm. And that, to your earlier question, Lisa, that yes. is really what motivates, what motivates me. Finally, and quickly, we had another student on campus last week who, who he and I have been in contact since he graduated in 2016-17. And, and this is going to actually tie two things together. What did I see myself doing? Every finance major wants to go to Wall Street. Mm-hmm. At some point, it crosses... It crosses their mind as I want to. That's the center of the financial world still to this day. Well, we have a student who was on campus last week, and he also, when he was here, that's what he wanted to do. So he graduated with his finance degree from LCU, went to get an, a master's degree in finance, and has worked very hard. And he is working on Wall Street. He works for one of the major investment banks. He's less than thirty, and he is has set his goals and he's just checking them off. That's great. The great thing was he came back to our campus, spoke to our students, mm-hmm. spent an hour with them in class and then stood around with them for an hour after class just answering questions. And and really it, he's such a genuine, gracious young guy um, and he was so gracious to come spend time with us. And, and reached out to me and said, hey, I'll be in Lubbock, would love to come by. And, and we hooked him up in a class so that he could visit with students. But it, it's those kind of stories where you have kids who, kids who say, this is what I think I want to do. And then they start checking boxes and get those things done. And those are the, again, that's, that's what makes teaching fulfilling. You know, I think that's because of the way the faculty invests in the students. When the students graduate and they become alum, they don't forget that relationship, and they want to come back and do that again for the students, the current students. So, hey, tell us about the current state of the School of Business. Um, what's going on? Uh, what are some of the highlights in the School of Business? Yeah, great. Uh, we are, as, as, as Dr. Carey mentioned, for the freshman class for the uh, College of Bible, we have a, a great group of students, and our numbers are good for students. Some of the best things that we've got going on are... Um, I got two things, Christian Perspectives in Business, which is a trip that we take with our students to uh, various places. We're going back to the Dallas area this year, and we will take students and actually get them in front of Christian business leaders and give them a chance to talk to them, get to know them, how it's, how it's like to work and live at a high level as a person of faith. And that's something we really want to always keep in front of our students, uh, that you can be a Christian business person. That's right. And you can live a life of faith, and you can be missional. Even when you're flying a jet, even when you're working on Wall Street, you can tie the two together. Uh, And that's one of the the highlights, I think, for our students. Another thing is our faith and business class. And Matt Bumstead teaches that. And that's on my mind because every semester he brings those students back to campus. And when you talk to those students, they come back and they talk about the relationships they build in that class, uh, the relationship they have with Professor Bumstead, 
And it's those students, Lisa, that are going to be strong alumni mm-hmm. that are going to always come back because, again, you had, a, a uh, in our case, a very seasoned business professional who is, a, a, to me, a very strong man of faith and can tie the two together and really, and really minister to students in the classroom. And I, I think those I two things that. are, are yeah. really highlights for the School of Business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take a little detour, and I want to hear a little about what I've been hearing about this cornhole tournament between the School of Business and the School of College of Bible. So. Yeah, we, we had a lot of fun uh, this year. Dr. Carey and I are colleagues, uh, but we are also good friends. And one of the things that's unique about LCU, I think, is that our College of Bible and School of Business really have a good relationship. And faculty within them talk to one another um, about meaningful things, about ministry and mission. And it, I, I'm going to say it, it grew out of that. But, but Dr. Carey and I were talking earlier in the semester, and we just wanted to do something that would create a good feel for our students, for students in the College of Bible. And, and we had a, talked about a challenge, I think, in the spring that didn't ever come to fruition. And so finally, we just said, hey, we're going to do this, set a date. And so, yeah, we had a, a cornhole tournament. We had four pair of freshman students. We had four pair of upperclassmen students. And then we had two faculty teams each. And we just had a, a competition one Friday afternoon. We fed all the students uh, some really great street tacos uh, and had about an hour and a half competition uh, really in the Bible building. Really what we care about. Yeah. All we really care about is who won. Who won. We all won. And that's a, oh, that's that's a, that's a Bible <laughs> answer. That's such a Bible answer. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, we had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and I, I think it will lead to additional competitions in the Seriously. future. Seriously, who, who won? won? <laughs> Seriously, if anyone was keeping score, uh, the uh, School of Business on a uh, it, it came down. All right, so here's <laughs> let me set the table here. It, it was Lisa, a, the it, School of Business won. Yeah, okay, we won. Okay. that's all I need to what, know. What it came down to was the final faculty pairing, which was it was uh, it was myself and uh, Anna Allred who teaches for us, and then it was uh, Dr. Jeff Carey, Dean of the College of Bible, and Dr. Mike Martin, a biblical scholar. <laughs> And uh, it, it just it came down to that final match, and and uh, so basically the school of business whooped the college of Bible. So all right. Dr. Martin lost it for us at the very end. <laughs> hey, this is and, great. And, and Anna Allred won it for us yes. in the very end. So the two deans didn't contribute much. Thank y'all so much, Tracy, Jeff. Thanks for being a part of this show. Uh, when we come back, we're going to visit with a student and talk about life on campus. You're listening to ninety nine point one Shop Radio. All right, welcome back to 99.1 Shap Radio. You're listening to The Shappin' Show. We just had two amazing faculty uh, talk, uh, Dr. Jeff Carey, Dean Tracy Mack. How, it's, so, it's so cool to see how our faculty work together, how they yeah. take care of each other, how they love on each other, mm-hmm. and, and ultimately take care of the students. And yeah. that's, that's the beauty of what happens here at Lubbock Christian. I love that y'all had like a tournament between the two because that really, there's such a, sometimes there's such a, a thing about just kind of siloing you know, kind of you do your thing and we'll do our thing. But man, to bring them together like that in such a social environment, it's just a lot of fun. So 
thank you. Yes. Dean Tracy Mack, Dr. Jeff Carey for all you do. Now we've got a student in studio with us, London Willis. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Let's talk about what's your major, where you're from, uh, what classification you are, and thanks for being on the show today. Of course. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, so I'm actually from the DFW area, but more specifically Mansfield, right by where Dr. Carey's from. Um, I'm a junior marketing major. And yeah. So you're in the School of Business. Yes. So let's talk, first of all, about the things that Dean Tracy Mack was saying about how he loves uh, the opportunity. His faculty love the opportunity to invest in the students. How, do you feel that? Yes, I feel like I was actually just in Dean Mack's office earlier because um, I'm looking to get into actually doing marketing. And so I just went in and asked him about something that was totally unrelated to LCU. And he was just happy to help and tell me how to communicate with maybe future clients and things of that nature. And I feel like some of the other professors just really... Anytime anything's going on, I know that I can go and talk to them, whether it's about school or about anything else, just to rant. They just want to make everybody feel loved and know that we are loved in God's eyes and that they love us. That's awesome. So tell us about some of the activities that you're involved in. I know you are a very busy student, so tell us about a few of them. Okay, yes. So this year, I was blessed to be the rush chair for Kappa, and so that was awesome to be do a role in the social club this year. I'm also the vice president of the Black Student Union. Um, I'm a member of Business Connect, and I'm also on the student development board, so as you all know. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so that brings us a little to the student development board. Tell us a little about your experience. So far, I've loved it. I think it's just... Oh, wait. No one knows what it is. Yeah, yeah. So, so tell like, us what, what it is. What are you doing on the student <laughs> development board? Okay, so the way I kind of like to explain it is um, someone nominates you, and I got nominated by Dean Mack, and basically we come up with something that we want to raise money for on campus, and we go and pitch to different donors and people like United Supermarkets. Last week, we were just at... Prosperity, yeah, Prosperity Bank. Yeah. So we do go to a couple banks. Yeah. And so basically we just go and pitch our ideas to them. And I decided to, um, I'm talking about the faith in business and also maybe raising money for the Black Student Union. So earlier in the show, we talked about Fred Gray. Yes. So you know who that is. Yes. So you're going to be involved in that program when he comes to campus. Tell yes. me what your role is going to be and maybe BSU, how that's going to be uh, part of that whole event. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I am on program. I'm going to award, we're going to award Fred Gray with money to his favorite charity, which is Tuskegee History Center. And so I get to award him with that and just thank him and show him our gratitude for just how much of a big deal that it is that he is coming to speak to us. And I think it just really means a lot to the Black Student Union because this is just our second year. And it's been like really, we've been trying hard to get ourselves out there. And so this is just an amazing time to have a wonderful, iconic civil rights speaker to just come and speak to LCU as a whole. And it is just amazing. And we are so blessed that all the proceeds from the tickets are going to the Black Student Union because it is hard for us to try to raise money, but this is an amazing opportunity and I'm super excited about it. And we are, like I said, so blessed to have him come speak and yeah. share his knowledge with us. So London, you're getting a lot of experiences here on the campus. What kind of things do you think about when the future? What kind of things do you feel like LCU is preparing you for, for your future? Um, definitely 
the marketing aspect. Like I said, just being on this board has been very exciting for me and I feel like it just goes along with what I want to do, which is in the real world, you're always going to have to, I want to be an entrepreneur. And so in the real world, I'm going to have to pitch my ideas and sell myself to lots of clients, lots of companies. And so that's something that I feel like it really helps me with. But even just things like being on the radio is some experience that like I probably never would have thought of or been a part been able to do ever and so this is very exciting I also feel like um something that I never would have thought I would do was go studying abroad which I'm doing with Dr. Carey in May of next semester which is really exciting and just get, getting to meet new people also like on the board like um we get to meet all like we're meeting with some Meridian properties, I believe it is, and like people at the bank. And then another opportunity that I really liked that I feel like really helped me prep for the future was the Christian Perspectives business trip. One um, that was really an awesome trip that I went on last year with Dr. Raymond and Lacey Richardson. And we just it was amazing getting to meet Bob Jordan. And I went home and told my parents all about it. And even the other people that we got to meet the CEO and CFO of the Pearl Museum. I am from Dallas, so it was really cool to meet. And like, I've already been to the museum, but getting to know the behind the scenes, especially now that I know that I want to go into the business world. So that was really cool. You're getting so many cool opportunities mm -hmm. at Lubbock Christian. I, I want to know this, London. Why did you choose Lubbock Christian University? And then answer this question after that. Has it lived up to your expectation? I picked Lubbock Christian University because when I came here, I was dead set on going to medical school and I came here to the softball coach invited me out, Darren Hayes. And so I came to play softball. And when I came to Futures Day, it said that 100% of their students, pre-med students, got accepted into Texas Tech's med program. So automatically after that, I was just sold. And also, as soon as I stepped out the car, I just felt the community. I felt right at home, which is something that is unnormal, I feel like, especially being five hours away from home. But that is definitely something that exceeded my expectations. I always just feel welcome here, even with my professors like we were talking earlier. So, yeah. What will you miss the most when you graduate from LCU? We're not letting her leave. I know. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Definitely the community. Because I just feel like everybody here is so positive and they just want to see you succeed. And that's not always the case. And, and that's life. And so that is definitely something that I will miss. It's been so fun to watch you just in this semester, uh, how you've developed on the Student Development Board, to watch how you're involved in so many things, to see you prepare for Fred Gray coming to campus and have that little bit of nervousness, but confidence. You know, it's good to have both. Yes. And you've managed that so well. Lisa and I are really proud of you mm -hmm. and, and everything Thank that you've you done. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So on that sad day when you leave LCU, um, what are some ways that you've already thought about, about how to remain connected to LCU? Because that is so important that the alumni keep coming back and pouring into the lives of the students that are still here. So what are some ways that you're thinking about that already? Um, well, since Rush just happened, yes. 
we did have alumni night last week. And so that's something that I know that I definitely want to come back to because it's just part of the tradition. And like I said, as soon as you step on campus, like you just feel right at home. And so that's something I look forward to. And just homecoming every year, like you were saying earlier, it's just a totally different atmosphere and just being able to be around other alumni and it's Master Follies and it's basketball. And I know that our basketball team, we are really known for being really good and they are really good. So that's definitely something that I know that I will return back for every year. London, we're really proud of you. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Of course. Thank you all for having me. Well, Lisa, that's a wrap uh, for show number three. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've made it for three months and hadn't been kicked (laughs) off the air. So I'm thankful for that. (laughs) Our next show is December the 21st. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that'll be our Christmas show, I guess. We'll call it the Christmas show. Uh, We'll tell you everything that's happening in December on the next show. Uh, If you're listening live on SHAP Radio, thanks so much. If you're catching us on a podcast, uh, do the five stars or five thumbs up or whatever you're supposed to do on a podcast (laughs) to make us look good, right? Yes, please. (laughs) Uh, That ends our show for the day. Uh, Up next on SHAP Radio is Chilling with Callie. I can see Callie out there ready to jump on the waves. So... From Raymond Richardson and Lisa Fraze. Thanks so much. You're listening to 99.1 Shop Radio. Thanks for listening to LCU's podcast. For more content like this, go to lcu.edu.